Welcome to another show. It is the Chords and Chords podcast. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. We bring back a staple of the program now, coming back, I think, for the fourth or fifth time. You know who it is. It's the German accent coming back. Luis Bronder is back. Where are you right now? You're always globetrotting. Are you back home in the uh, fatherland, as you guys say over there? Sean, yes, I'm back home in the fatherland. Um, Pretty shocking when I arrived yesterday. Pretty cold here, German winter, uh, nothing to mess around with, <laughs> especially when you when you was laying in the sun for like two weeks and enjoying your life. Um, but yeah, I figured it out. Yeah, no, I feel you because, you know, obviously I'm in Florida, it's sunny. Even our winter time is still, you know, it's a different kind of cold. I was up in New Jersey this weekend and ooh, feeling that again, I was walking around Friday night, late at night, we had a nice jacket on, but. That feeling again of just the bone chilling cold. I was like, I'm never coming back to this. I cannot live up here again. One year in Connecticut was enough. I'm never doing this again. It's cool to visit and I can deal with it. And it was like a nice change of pace, but to live in it again, no thank you. Yeah, so for me it's it's the it's the opposite. I <laughs> I went to to Tenerife to the sun for like just two weeks. And now I'm back, uh snap back to reality, I think. Um pretty cold, but yeah. We're watching, we can watch football. Uh, the heat will exactly. turn up. And, and you can yeah, relate. As go. soon as all these games start getting really messy, like we saw with that Bills-Patriots game, where the weather looks really bad, at least you can feel the same knowing that you're not alone suffering through it. Yeah, the weather in Buffalo was crazy. I mean, I just saw uh, the, the the flags on the goalposts. They, they were blown away by the wind. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you saw the, the video from the, from the Buffalo kicker warming up uh, pre-game. And his kick from I don't know forty yards, just just went to the goalpost and then straight went back through the wind. So he didn't even get those forty <laughs> yards in in warm up. How does that work? Is it like soccer? Do we need the goal line technology? If the ball goes over the line and comes back, does that count as points? Like, do we have the the watch on the ref? Does he know goal line technology? The ball crossed the line fully before coming back. Honestly, they yeah, should add soccer. it to the actual goal line. I don't know why that's not a thing, but. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, I mean, it would be much easier to to um, to decide those close touchdown decisions. Um, yeah, right. Instead of just three old guys running into a pile of twenty-two grown men and deciding, oh no, the ball was over there, not there. It's ridiculous yeah, that the richest sport in the country, yeah. one of the richest countries in the world, still uses chains to measure something so arbitrary. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's it has a good uh, a cool old school vibe, but I mean in the biggest sports league in the world, um, you can you can expect to to like get to a more professional level. To, yeah, right. Yeah. Do All right. So like, obviously, there's the craziness that is football sometimes with the rules and the way we do things. The NFL is living up to it on the field as well. The teams are playing just as crazy. The results are just as crazy. I'll start off with this, Luis. We'll go to the AFC side first, which. Looked for a while to be crazier just because is worse, right? A lot of the teams were kind of a mess. We thought none of them were contenders. The teams we believed in at the beginning of the season with Herbert looking on fire with the Chargers, they started slipping. The Chiefs haven't been able to figure it out. The Bills lose to Jacksonville. There's so many times where we see the contenders start to slip where we thought the AFC was just bad. I think it might actually just be that all the teams are better. You look at the playoff race right now, you have to be over 500 
to make the playoffs. If it started today, the bills are currently the seven seed at seven and five, which is crazy. Cause that's, you know, they were the AFC favorite not too long ago. So I'm going to ask you of the mess. Basically it's 13 teams for seven spots. We saw the Patriots edge a little bit ahead. The Titans have their struggles with Derrick Henry out. We saw the Ravens look human again after their hot start. The Chiefs are suddenly winning with defense, so they're still not the team that we expect. So there's no clear breakaway, and it goes 13 deep. The Dolphins are at 13 right now at 6-7. and seven. If you had to tell me which one of these groups in the AFC is a pretender, you get two or three picks, which one of those 13, if you have the list in front of you, should not belong, they're not going to be there in a couple of weeks? Who, who are the frauds? So you mean uh, which of those are dropping out of the playoff contention? Yeah, because obviously we're looking at a convoluted mess of 13 teams right now. They're not all yeah. going to make it. Which ones don't belong in there right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty hard one because as you just, as you just said, it, it's, uh, the contenders we had like two or three weeks ago are now struggling like the Ravens um, or, the, or the Chargers. I mean, good. Chargers, Chargers won against the Bengals, but if I had to figure out a team, it may be yeah. I mean, if we if we count if we count uh, the Raiders to that to that pool of teams, yeah, they're ten right now. They're six and six. Yeah, who, who are in the hunt? I mean, you got uh, the news broken that Kenyon Drake is out for for the season. I think with a broken ankle, mm-hmm. um, and. I don't know if much people um, appreciate how how big of, uh, of an impact he has to this team behind Josh Jacobs because he's such a such a good um, pass catching running back um, and so important for them right now and I think that hurts them pretty bad. Um, I mean, next to the the whole situation you got right now in in Las Vegas, which is also pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I that's think- a good pick. I think the Raiders are. Although that Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys, I really saw something there. They were close. Washington's been on fire. That's a game that you would hope they would win if you're a Raiders fan. But like you said, I think that's a good pick just because of all the stuff that's going on. The, when they do have their wins, they are close games. They are. They need Daniel Carlson to drill a couple 50-yarders. Uh, Derek Carr's offensive weapons are dwindling. Waller hasn't been healthy. Obviously, what happened with the tragedy with Ruggs. He's not going to be back in time soon. Your top option deep is Deshaun Jackson, who's always running the wrong way. Not really, you know, the guy who can take the top off the defense like he used to. Yeah, I think the – and Jacobs and Drake, that backfield's been banged up now. I think the inconsistency of the offensive skill positions is really what's going to bring that Raiders team down. And like you said, just the general dysfunction around it. Yeah. And I think next to the Raiders, you got to talk about the Browns, who are also at 6-6. Six and six. But yeah. uh, that depends a lot on how, how Baker is going through the season with his injuries. Yeah, which apparently he's say. broken. I don't know why they don't just sit him for a while. So Case Keenum is yeah. not that much worse than yeah. the broken Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, Case Keenum is probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league right now. So um, why don't just give Baker the time to heal some stuff out and then attack again? So, I mean, it's only getting worse and worse from this point for the Browns. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but those are those are the two teams I would pick that um, that we don't that I don't expect to be in the discussion for the playoffs in like two or three weeks anymore. Okay, how about the uh, game that we saw on Sunday, and then after this, you can give me some of the uh, results in the AFC that you saw that were a little surprising that you think might 
lead to a little bit, you know, paint a picture for the rest of the season. But I want to talk about that Chargers Bengals game. Those are two teams that I fit this description of what I'm talking about. This AFC mess. They were so close, mixing fumbles. That ball there kind of changes the game when the Bengals were coming back. Of those two theme teams, do you think either of them are actual legit contenders, or are they both probably first round playoff exits? So talking Chargers and Bengals, I would yeah. say um, I would consider the Chargers definitely higher in this in this playoff conversation than the Bengals, just because of um, yeah, just because they got more experience in the team. I mean, you saw you have uh, with Burrow, you have a pretty young quarterback. Okay, with Justin Herbert too, but um, then you got your most um, explosive offensive weapon is also a rookie receiver. When you when you go with the Bengals with Jamar Chase, you saw that pretty nasty uh, end zone action he had, like not catching the ball, got an interception with that. Um, so yeah, I would go. I would go. Um, Chargers more than than Bengals in this in this uh, constellation. Okay, and what about any other surprises from the AFC before we move over to the other conference? Some of the things that you saw this week that you might lead us to thinking what might happen down the stretch of the season. Yeah, I mean we got to talk about about Ravens uh, Pittsburgh. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who who would have put their money on Pittsburgh before that game? But we saw we saw the Ravens and especially Lamar Jackson uh, really struggling through the last two weeks. I mean, last week he got those uh, four interceptions, and now he's um, he was also not playing pretty good and lose to the to the Steelers. I mean, okay, when you when you watch the game, um, it was decided by those by that um, two point conversion try um, that Andrews dropped just in just before the end zone um, that decided the game. But yeah, it wasn't a pretty strong, a pretty strong outcome by the by the Ravens, and so you got to really think um, how how they will react to this in the, in the next weeks, and um, if they if they will come back to their old strength, or um, or will they drop drop further than than eight and four? Um, and and one thing uh, one thing I really want to mention about the game mm-hmm. is that is that on side kick from uh, Justin Tucker. Did you saw that? No, that I missed that on side kick. I was flying that, at that time. That behind the that behind ah, okay. That behind the leg onside kick. So that was a pretty Oh yeah like the Paneka. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly. That that was a pretty special move. I mean they lost anyway but uh yeah I know it's a Ramona I apologize it's a Ramona Paneka's the chip yeah. on a PK yeah yeah, shame on me that I didn't <laughs> say that as a as a soccer fan. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty pretty good ball move by Justin Tucker. That dude is really a baller. Dude, he's ridiculous. How how early? I was listening to some other show and they were talking about this. And obviously, your perspective as a football, real world football fan before coming to American football, always interested about you know when people come to the game late, how they view the kicking in it. How early would you go? even just starting with the Ravens team, right? Lamar Jackson is the best player on the team. Is Justin Tucker the second best player on that Baltimore team? And then if you're making a draft, right, you're redrafting the whole league. Say we start from scratch. You take all the players that are currently in the NFL pool right now. We're doing a redraft. What round is Justin Tucker going? 
It's got to be early, right? Like second round, maybe first, second round. You yeah, got to do all the quarterbacks, of course. So they'll, they'll go first round. Because, I mean, I don't know about second round. Maybe second round would be a running back or uh, stuff like that. But he he would go pretty early because a consistent kicker like like Tucker is is so much needed for every football team. I think I uh, I read a stat a couple hours ago that he has made his last fifty six consecutive uh, fourth quarter field goals. And that's the stat you really, I mean, you, you, have to, you have to, you have to appreciate as a football game, because if it comes down to the line, if it comes down to those three points, then you always can rely on Justin Tucker. Um, and not, not just for one season, he's doing that for like for years for, and uh, that is pretty important. So I, I am, I'm thinking that head coaches uh, would pretty much appreciate that skill set uh, that he has that he brings to the table and uh, would draft him I don't know for third round I, it would be pretty high I think yeah and it completely changes your offense too right as soon as they get past yeah. midfield they're in field goal range so it changes what you can call on third down you can take those extra chances you don't have to play for a field goal because the field goal is always there I always wondered this too like in the college game over here why weren't people getting recruited they used to not give scholarships to kickers they used to be you know and sometimes it still happens like just walk-ons out there that have an open tryout for you know whatever ex-soccer player couldn't make the team come try out and be on the football team be our kicker you'd have so many stories of the med student red shirt dental guy who you know comes in and is suddenly the kicker for the team I always wondered college kickers are so bad they're so inconsistent that if you just why doesn't people or why don't people recruit like the five-star kicker I'm sure there's only a couple out there I would give that kid a full ride, no question, because it's this lame part of the game sometimes. And sometimes you want to criticize coaches for kicking in fourth down situations when they should go for it, you know, kicking from the 10 or the 12 always looks really bad, but that consistency, that stat you said, how many games have the Ravens won? You know, how lucky is Harbaugh to have Justin Tucker to keep his job probably a lot longer than he would have if he didn't, because of, like you said, 50 something straight kicks in the fourth quarter and overtime. That's just, insanity yeah it is and that i think we don't we don't talk about that uh enough so if if a kicker if a kicker misses the the deciding field goal he always gets uh shame he always gets blamed yeah, on right. every news on every news page on every social media uh, channel but um yeah those stats really go under the table like like that stat from tucker which is so so impressive um, so we, we need to give them more appreciation. And, and as you said, uh, those five-star kickers uh, deserve uh, full scholarships. They deserve to be in the best schools in the country and they deserve to to get drafted in the league. I mean, how many how many uh, um, kickers you see that going um, as an undrafted free agent in the league? So give them the credit they deserve and uh, let them also show up on the, on the, on the, on the draft. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think we don't we don't give them um, enough appreciation for for the stuff they do. All right, let's move over to the NFC now. We can start with the top. The NFC is a little bit less. It's more convoluted, more a mess. Once you get past you know the top five, they kind of separated themselves. They've hanging around. Obviously, your Cardinals are back. Kyler Murray finds Hopkins again. The connection's back. They are the best team in football. They've won games with defense. They've won games without their best player. They've shown that they are a complete team, definitely worthy to believe in. It'll change, you know, a little bit once we get to the playoffs and that inexperience comes in. But right now, the Cardinals are clearing away the best team, especially on the NFC side. 
Now, the rest of that top tier I was talking about, right, that top five, it's the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams. Two of those teams have slid back a little bit. The Bucks looked weird, but they bounced back with a win against Washington. Brady's thrown another multi-touchdown game, sitting on the sideline in the fourth quarter, looking calm, cool, and collected with his Botox face, just not aging. He gets Gronk back. The offense is wide open now. Gronk really seems to change everything for them when he's healthy. So the Bucks look good again. Packers sitting at nine and three. We know they're legit with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about the Cowboys and Rams before we get to the mess under them? Do those two teams still belong in this top five or is it a top three? And now the Cowboys and Rams are sliding back to the mess that's behind them in the NFC. I mean, I honestly don't know about the Cowboys um, because we see so much inconsistency week by week. They rather um, get blowout wins and and dominating the game and play tremendously attractive offense, or they or they get they get losses uh, that you can't explain that you can't really explain. I mean, the offense now with uh, Gallup, Cooper, and CD back um, is loaded, but um, I think. A thing you talk you gotta talk about is 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 uh Ezekiel Elliott's performance uh, over the last weeks. So his uh backup or the second quarterback Pollard um really really showed up more than than Zeke and Zeke got uh yeah didn't got much going through the last few weeks. So that may be the weak point of that offense, the running game. Um and in the defense you also got you also got Micah Parson, who in my opinion is not just a candidate for um Defensive Rookie of the Year, um, but he should also be included in the in the overall Rookie of the Year conversation, which would be pretty tremendous to to win that as a defensive player. Yeah, especially but, with Mac Jones throwing three passes again. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, I mean Mac Jones clearly running first in the Rookie of the Year conversation, but um, Micah Parsons should be should be in this in this conversation as well um, after the performances he's shown week by week. So I don't know about the Cowboys. Um, it's it's hard to it's hard to say. They have to they have to uh, get back on track, focus, and uh, get those wins because they can they can play as good as they want. Uh, if they if they keep that inconsistency, you won't make it long for the season. And the second what uh, what was the second team you want to talk about? I'm saying the Cowboys and the Rams. So obviously you're not believing. Yeah. You think the Cowboys are slipping. You're seeing the inconsistencies there. We've seen the same thing with the Rams now. The offense looks dreadful that first half against the Jags defense, which might be sneaky good, but it's still Jacksonville. The score ends up 37-7, to seven, and they open it up in the second half. But, you know, if you're the Rams and you're running the offense you're supposed to be running, that game should be over. That should be the score, you know, almost at halftime with playing against a team like that. Some of the offense that we've seen, you know, that game against the Bucks seems – Ages ago now, where has that offense been? I know obviously they lose Robert Woods and there's been some injuries. And really their main thing was having a banged up running back. You know, that offense that we saw that went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, the quarterback, was because they had that play action. Everything was play action based off of Gurley's production. They haven't been had that running back. Akers gets hurt before the season starts. Henderson's been banged up. They finally got it this week with Michelle going for 100 yards. They need to find one guy and actually run the ball. You know, none of this. Too much of this drop back, let Stafford try and do everything. No, this offense works when you roll out Stafford, you have that play action. So hopefully this is what we see down the road. But what do you think, especially with that defense, all the parts they've added, you know, Dell's getting worked in. Are the Rams trending the right direction or do you think they're like the Cowboys and they're slipping as well? 
obviously uh, what we see to the last three weeks, they were slipping and I can't really explain that because yeah, you said running game, running game still um, not at the point where it needs to be to get this offense or to get this team forward. But since, uh, since adding OBJ and Von Miller, they are two and one, uh, one and two, sorry. They are one and two. And um, that, that Jacksonville game was pretty important for them because that was like a, yeah, not not that good of a football team. Uh, they they can beat that they that win was was much needed for them um, to get back on track. And I think we we will see the the real face of this franchise um, next week when they play the Cardinals. And uh, then we're gonna see what they what is really all about with the Rams. And then you can tell, I think, in which direction their season will go if they if they. Um, keep falling down or if they get competitive again and and uh, have a word in the NFC West against the Cardinals. Yeah, and speaking of that division, obviously those two are towards the top. Like you said, that game's going to decide a lot. The Cardinals are starting to pull away. All these teams are going to start playing each other towards the end. But what about the other half of that division? You got the Seahawks. Russell Wilson finally looked like himself since, you know, he had all the pins inserted in his hand. They have the uh, really close game, the close finish. They beat the Niners. And then also looking at that Niners team who was building up a little bit of a role. Garoppolo had kind of shut down all the Trey Lance conversations, even though he hasn't been anything amazing. You know, they're getting Kittle back. Debo Samuel has been unreal. Then he gets hurt. So they're obviously always dealing with injuries. If I made you pick, would you rather have Russell Wilson at that terrible Seattle record or where the Niners sit right now with a much worse quarterback in Garoppolo, if one of those two teams is making the playoffs, getting one of those wild cards, starting like right now, who would you rather bet on? Yeah, I'd definitely say 49ers if they get if they get Debo Samuel back. Um, but looking at the 49ers with getting George Kittle back and looking at the Buccaneers, for example, with getting Gronkowski back, you can really see how much of an impact uh, tight ends can make in your offense. I mean, yeah. Gronkowski, Gronkowski was tremendous this weekend for Tom Brady. It was he was so important uh, catching the ball, um, and so so George Kittle is. And when you look at the whole Seahawks season, um, I don't I don't really trust trust Russell Wilson to turn this thing around with that with that team. I don't know what what they are lacking. I mean, they got some. They got some offensive weapons. I mean, good. Maybe the running game isn't as established as, as it should be in Seattle. But but um, looking at the last weeks, I, w- I would say I would say 49ers with with Jimmy G at quarterback and Debo Samuel in the in the yeah as ball catcher. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, obviously they have a two game advantage as well, which kind of gives you that buffer. Yeah. And what we've seen from Seattle, despite Wilson looking maybe a little bit healthier, has been pretty bad there's no peaks at least you've seen the potential of this Niners team all right hypothetically right so we have the other divisions we talked about the west the uh NFC north is pretty much the Packers and everybody else and the crazy up and down Vikings the Lions are out of it the Bears don't look very good we can talk about the Vikings if you want to and after this but if I gave you the NFC east right so you got the Cowboys are winning the division they'll probably likely get into the playoffs then you have Washington is currently in at six. They're six and six right now. You got the Eagles at six and seven. Minshew mania, Mississippi mustache coming back, lighting it up. That team suddenly has quarterback questions. And then you get the Giants at four and eight who are technically still in it, but 
you know, not looking great. Or I give you the NFC South, right? Bucks completely ahead in the division. They look like the only competent team. Then you get that mix all at five and seven right next to each other at 10, 11, and 12 in the standings right now. Panthers, Falcons, and Saints. So if I give you the NFC South or the NFC East and you had to pick which one is more likely to get two teams into the playoffs, two or three, which one, which side are you taking? You're taking the East or the South? Who gets more playoff teams into the playoffs this season? Ah, that's a good one. Um, for me, it pretty much depends on how the Panthers um, going through the next weeks. I mean, they're sitting at five and seven, but uh, no doubt about that they really that the trend is really going downwards for them. Um, because the Falcons and the Saints right now are just really bad football teams. <laughs> we got to say that especially the Saints with Camara out. Um, I, I see, I see, I, I don't see the Falcons and the Saints in the playoffs. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, when we look at NFC East, we got, we maybe got uh, Washington. I don't know. Um, I would rather say Eagles, but e Eagles uh, were looking good through the season. Uh, through, I mean, week eight, nine, ten, they were looking pretty good, but now, um, especially with, with Jalen Hurts out. I mean, yeah, Gardner Minshew put on a show, especially pre, especially pre-game with his outfit. And I don't know if you saw the video of him uh, celebrating the, the win with his dad. Uh, that that was going viral. Were they crushing beers, just shotgunning them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, like Gardner Minshew, the, the, yeah. the George look, you know, the mustache. Guy just rides all. around in an RV. He just he just knows how to put on a show. <laughs> so which one side are you taking? Are you taking the east or the south? Sounds I like you're leaning the towards the east, right? You're taking the south. Nah, I, I, I'm taking the south. I'm taking. You believe in Cam? Yeah. Nah, I don't believe in Cam. <laughs> I hope. I definitely. I hope as soon as Sam Donald is healthy back again, um, I hope he's playing because I think he deserves at least one or two more shots, um, proving what he can do. Um, so I definitely want you to haven't see. given up hope on Sam Darnold yet. Nah, nah, I haven't. I think I still think he's a good quarterback. Um, and I definitely think right now he's a better quarterback than Cam Newton. Um, so and you can't yeah, say so he I, can't run the ball because he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns for a little bit. Yeah. For the first four weeks, I think. Yeah. So let's see if he, if he, if he's healthy, I hope he gets the chance to play again. Um, and then we'll see what the Panthers are all about. And, but I'm leaving, I'm leaning NFC South. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Matt Ryan, you know, has shown capability. That Saints team is good. They just, their quarterback debacle has really tanked them. Kamara has been injured as well. I would probably lean the East just because I really like what Heineke is doing. I'm a sucker for this Washington team. They, you know, they're not going crazy, but they're doing enough to win games, right? And that's basically all it takes. It's what it all it took for them to get to the playoffs last year. Uh, he's making enough plays. That defense is finally showing up a little bit, you know, holding a decent Raiders squad to under 20 points. So, And that without I, Chase Young. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's pretty good. So I would maybe lean towards the East, maybe just because of what I'm looking at right now, that that's the side right now. If you had to pick one of the two, you're getting Washington ahead of the rest of the field is all under 500 behind them with the other teams we're talking about. And then also, though, the Giants probably aren't going to make it. So you have more chances with the South, at least the South. All those three teams are right in the same spot. 
All right, is there anything else you've observed so far in the NFC, Luis? Like I said, for me, it's still those top five teams. I still am holding out hope for the Rams because, of course, they are my team. I'm still believing in the Cowboys with Diggs on the defensive side, taking enough chances to create turnovers that this offense can get back to where it was. I kind of, you know, I've always believed in Dak a little bit. If Zeke can get a little healthy, they have Pollard to get that running game going. I haven't given up hope on the Cowboys. So I like that top five still. I think the rest of the conference is honestly pretty crappy. I wouldn't bet on a single one of them to win a playoff game. But what about you? What do you think about the NFC? What have you noticed maybe from this past week, some of the other observations, the teams we didn't talk about? No, I'm with you, uh, with your observation. Um, I think those top five really are um, exciting to watch in the playoffs and they're going to make the playoffs. Um, it should be it should be good football NFC-wise in the in the playoffs. Um, but the rest, the rest, the rest of the NFC. I don't know. I feel like um, you rather are a really good team right now, or you are in a in a little break, a build-up uh, phase right now, like the Falcons and the Saints, and probably the Bears, the the Seahawks, the 49ers, the the Giants. Ah, the Giants are just just a bad football team. We don't have to talk about that. But <laughs> I think I think I honestly think you, as I said, you rather be a good football team right now in the NFC or you are building up for the next years right now and there's nothing in between really so yeah I going, I'm going with those five teams you mentioned All right, as we wrap it up you can give me any of the thoughts some of the, some of the things that I missed and then your Super Bowl picks right now I know I forgot what you said last time I think you had the Cardinals against the I forgot which AFC team I think maybe the Titans right but this was before Derrick Henry got hurt. So, yeah. So, who do you have right now? Who's your Super Bowl pick? Right now, um, NFC wise, of course, still the Cardinals. Yeah. And I mean, after. Yeah. You if, can stay if, with the Titans. They're second right now. Yeah. Nah, but I mean, it would be pretty dumb to not say <laughs> Patriot, Patriots at the moment. I don't know how, how Mac is going uh, to do in the playoffs. If he get a problem with his nerves or some stuff, but I, I doubt it. Um, so, ah, I mean, nah, I'm going, I'm going Patriots, just like the catch the momentum, um, going Cardinals, Patriots in the Super Bowl, and of course, Cards win it. I, I think right now I'd go Packers, just to be a little different. I'm nervous about this Bucks team though. Brady's getting hot right at the right time again. Uh, but I go Packers, just, you know, Rogers is when that team has looked good, they've looked really good and then been able to win a couple games defensively thinking at home field, obviously Lambeau is a huge advantage for them. And then I'll go on the AFC side. I really don't want to pick the Patriots, even though right now, if you ask me who is the best team in the AFC, it is them, but they just want a game by throwing three passes, get that crap out of here. No one wants to see that. You can't rely on Mac Jones to win off a playoff game. It's a cliche. We don't know. He's never even played a playoff game, so I can't ask him to win a playoff game. And even though he's never been in one, but I'm going to say it anyway, because, you know, people always like to just use that excuse. Oh, quarterback, you know, he's never been in the playoffs. He's going to, like you said, crumble under pressure. I just want to see the Patriots lose. So I'll go with the Chiefs. I think that we've been sleeping on the Chiefs all season. How they keep winning these games with defense has been remarkable to me. And you got to just think that if you need it, Mahomes can still win a game for you, even if the offense isn't what it used to be. I think we're all going to look like idiots a few weeks from now when this Chiefs team ends up with the first round by or at least the second seed 
gets into a game, you know, maybe that AFC championship again with the Patriots. And if you gave me Mahomes or Jones, I'm taking Mahomes every time. So I think right now I'd go Chiefs Packers. Obviously, we've never get, got to see it happen. It's been so close so many times. We've never seen Rodgers Mahomes. Hopefully, we can have it happen in the Super Bowl. If you made me pick right now, that's where I'm leaning. So, Luis, appreciate you joining me again, man. Enjoy the uh, winter cold back in Germany. Hopefully, you don't freeze too bad and you have a sunny trip coming up. Appreciate your time, man. Thanks, John. Appreciate being on your podcast again. It was a nice one. Yeah, and we'll talk to Luis again later in the season, a couple of weeks once we see some more crazy NFL results. Appreciate you listening. Write reviews, follow, subscribe, do all the things, support the podcast. Appreciate all of you listening. Have a good one.